Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to yet another exciting episode, Minecraft episode on all things well-being oriented. This is Dr. Kimberly Quinn, and I am thrilled today to help people learn to become the boss of their brains. You know, it actually, it is so simple, it's not so easy, right? Separating simple and easy. The straight protocol, because what we practice, we inevitably get good at, right? And thoughts come first and feelings come second. And then behavior or action. So learning to practice thought control will lead to a much more happy and fulfilling existence and less drama. Bonus. So today I'd like to discuss focusing on the process. Because I think, especially in the States, and I love the United States, we're very outcome-based. You know, it's goals, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And we're not saying that this isn't important. I'm not going to say don't set goals. In fact, I was having a chat with my Minecrafters yesterday in my class, you know, as their mentor, saying, I want to be very clear before we, you know, continue with this discussion, that I'm not saying don't set goals. Setting goals is a good thing because it, it gives us, you know, some idea of direction, though, though it's really best not to reside there. Set the goals, have the goals, be aware of the goals, and then focus on the process. And so this, this, sort of came out of um, the beginnings of our discussion on the book, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. And though this entire, this entire topic in today's discussion is not all about the book, if at much at all, actually. But we were talking about, it started from the sort of formula that we have backwards, at least in the United States, which is that, you know, once I'm successful, then I will be happy. Because it's really the reverse that's true. It's once once... I create and cultivate happiness that I will be successful. That's what's really happening because think about, you know, whether it's getting that B, then getting that A, then getting straight A's or getting the internship then getting that job then getting the promotion, then, you know, the more money that comes with the promotion, then the next, emo- then the next promotion, you know, and then the partner and then the, 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 and, and we just, it, we keep, it, we keep sort of, you know, pulling that chocolate chip cookie back, get a little taste of the chocolate chip cookie, and then it moves back, and the finish line moves back, or the goalpost moves back. So by doing so, we're actually pushing happiness right over the cognitive horizon, which is what Sean Anker talk, Aker talks about. Um, well, Because the brain loves patterns, too, so the brain kind of learns to keep looking for what's next because we're conditioning the brain to look for what's next. And by doing so, we are robbing ourselves of our life minutes and therefore our happiness because happiness in that sense, always looking for what's next, what's better, what's coming. Um, it, it keeps pushing it farther and farther back. And so in essence, we don't ever achieve happiness in that way. And really it kind of, to me, that's like mental torture versus, you know, instead of having this, once I'm successful, I'll be happy. Like it's this end of the road, ring the bell situation which I think if we stop and think about it for just a, a millisecond, we know that isn't how it works. Um, when we instead focus on the process of creating, and I'm a creative, so I love using the word. I love thinking about creating things. We focus on creating and cultivating this lifestyle of happiness, staying right in the present and doing everything we can to kind of achieve this daily the rest of it falls in place. Think about it. If you set a goal of, you know, getting in or graduating college, maybe getting into grad school, uh, starting a business, this career, you know, getting a partner or whatever. If we set 
the goal in the present moment of doing our best, our very, very best, no more, no less, but doing our best, the goals are going to take care of themselves. And we actually expend energy thinking about the future, which actually takes away from the effort in the present, which, which we're using to achieve the goal. So by thinking about the after effect, the end result actually takes, it's like taking gas out of the tank. It just doesn't make any sense. When instead of we're doing our best, not thinking about that, it just kind of, it just kind of happens and maybe even surpasses the goal that's set. And so, you know, through these different episodes, we've talked about a lot of the things that we, when we focus on the process are happening. Number one, um, of course, practicing mindfulness and being in the moment, that just goes hand in hand with what we're saying. We're basically talking about being mindful only with the added benefit of um, this current present moment leading into the next present moment, which will be, um, you know, uh, in that in that place of surrounding whatever that goal is. By being in this moment, it sets that moment up to be even better. Gratitude, by practicing gratitude every single day. I am grateful for, using the words, got to use the words to make it happen. I am grateful for my family. I am grateful for uh, dad's banana bread. I am grateful for uh, this gorgeous weather in September, whatever. About 21 days is the average time for that habit to shift and stick. And we know that that's part of the recipe for sticking to and focusing on the process of creating a happiness lifestyle. Then, of course, the movement, the exercise piece. You don't have to be a gym rat, but sticking to that as well. And those are three of the biggies, obviously nutrition, blah, blah, blah. But really focusing on on the creation of this lifestyle. Doesn't, and remember, we're not about perfection. Bad, bad, bad word. It's better to drop the F-bomb than drop that word. Progress, not perfection. So if we're more mindful today than we were yesterday, give yourself a pat on the back. More grateful today than we were yesterday, give yourself a pat on the back. More active today, yesterday, or today than we were yesterday, give yourself a pat on the back. And... Uh, oh, the other thing, there's one thing that stuck out with me yesterday when I showed the, my students this brief little snippet YouTube of, of the book. And Sean talks about, um, as far as, uh, you know, evaluating you know, our own happiness levels, research-based, research-based, that they have found, these researchers, Sean's research, found that of only about 10% of our external circumstances roll into our current happiness level. So think about that. That's whatever job you have, whatever business card you're carrying around, whatever college you're in or college you hope to be in, what promotion you just got, the partner you have, how many trips you've been, might be on, what your savings account says, whether you grew up with only two, with one parent in the household or two, um, whether you're urban or rural, your birth order, blah, 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 all of it, and never mind all the curveballs that have happened to in your life, mental health stuff, 10% of it is on external circumstances only, which means 90% is all us. That means it is our choice. And so often when I say that, occasionally I get a student or two saying, well, I'm diagnosed with this. I'm diagnosed with that. It can't be my choice. Yes, it is. And and the thing is, you know, the deal is life isn't fair. I think we all know that. And, uh, you know, some of us have extra things to deal with. I've given you the, the um, example of the track meet before. I won't go through the whole thing now because in case you listened to the episodes earlier. But basically, we're all running the same race, waiting for the gun to go off to do our best. And, and some of us underneath whatever color uniforms, right? Usually, it's a bunch of unif- teams together, all different colors. Whatever the color uniform underneath, underneath it might be a 25-pound weight belt. Or even more, that's 
you know, anxiety, depression, ADHD, dyslexia, addiction, whatever. And the deal is it's under there. No one else can see it. You're the only one who knows it's there, except for those people you've told, teammates, maybe you've told. And the gun goes off and we're all running the same race. Only some of us with the weight belts underneath um, our uniforms have to run that much harder, have to work that much harder at staying at, at staying in the race and even and pushing ahead. It's just how it is, you know, because life isn't fair. And so um, it still is our choice. It comes down to it is our choice. Ninety percent of it is our choice. You know, I have to say, it was really cool. There was a lot of insight with my students yesterday. With and We've only just started this conversation on this sort of reversal of what they believe to be true. And it was like Oprah's, like Oprah, my very dear friend Oprah, or good friend, she just isn't aware. She talks about the light bulb moments, you know, frequently. And which, of course, as we mentioned, you know, at least for me, you know, I, I, I often am sort of gravitated to doing talks on what I kind of need to hear myself sometimes even if it's just a refresher or it's new or whatever it is. And it's the light bulb moments are so cool because I'm sure you've all experienced this. You just get this wave of, it's just like the universe and your own spirit are just like in alignment because you're being felt, you're being fed this lesson that you kind of just need in that moment. Light bulb goes on and it just makes immediate sense or that same thing could have been said to you, you know, umpteen times in the past. You didn't even hear it. It's like the wind blowing. You're not even noticing, right? And all of a sudden, we need to hear it. And it's loud and clear, just crystal, crystal clear. And so that was happening with some of my students yesterday. You know, realizing, and granted, they're, you know, they're life stages. I have mostly first years. I have a handful of upperclassmen. But they're based in the 18 to 22 range. And so, you know, they're in the life stage of, you know, kind of one foot in childhood, sort of, and one foot in adulthood. And still very influenced by their parents' um, uh, opinions and expectations not saying that's a bad thing they're just they haven't really you know they haven't really broken away from that fully yet and so they were just nodding a lot and talking about you know a lot of the a lot of the you know expectations and the drill that's been sort of you know um encouraged all the way along and and uh you know well-meaning we're not saying anybody's evil demons i as a parent of five i know myself we're doing the best we can and it's society, you know, especially in the States. And I love the United States. I love my country. And we are dribbles on crack. You know, a lot of times kids are overscheduled when they're little. And there's this big push to get into Yale by the, you know, by the time you're, you know, seven. And it's just this push, push, push and SATs and push, push, push. And again, we're not saying don't have goals. I'm not saying that. Have the goals, but focus on the now and enjoying this moment because none of us, there's no guarantees here. You know, and as far as we know, this is not a dress rehearsal. And this moment matters, too. This moment matters, too. Studying for the SATs is important, and this moment matters, too. Striving for that promotion or trying to have a, you know, a goal for getting, you know, to live by somewhere else in five years. That's great. Five years may not happen, though, you know, so it's important to focus on the now. And the other thing is, when we truly let go, really let go of the outcome, you have to, like, authentically believe you don't care. Because faking you don't care, the universe isn't faked out very easily, right? So you have to truthfully let go of the outcome and be okay with it, which is hard. You know, we might have our, our sights set on the promotion. We're next in line. We've been there the longest, right? We've, if we've got the most seniority, it should be us. We've proved ourselves. We've demonstrated all this, this, and that. Just did a bang-up project, and CEO saw it, and it was great. 
So therefore, it's definitely got to be me. It can be really tough, really, really hard to let go of, you know, that happening or not. And I'm not saying it isn't going to happen, but instead of just being fixated on it, rather than focus on just getting all the ducks in a row in the process is very, very important. Whether it's a partner too, same thing. And I remember way back in the day when, when ferns covered the earth and, uh, you know, raptors were circling around, picking us up and eating us. Um, I remember, yeah, I remember hearing people here and again and just kind of on a surf, my guy friends and my women friends both, you know, some, sometimes, you know, just really, you know, wanting, wanting that, that partner. And I'm not talking about hooking up because it's like a little bit of a different, I mean, it's not, it's different. It's not different in some ways, but it is different. It has a different energy than a long-term thing. We kind of want to think about somebody, you know, in a monogamous way for a long time kind of thing. And I remember back then, I didn't have a name for it. I definitely didn't see it as a future podcast or anything. Who knew? But I remember even then, I mean, the wisdom of a 19-year-old, which is not much, right? I remember even saying that to people, like, that isn't how it works. And I didn't have any kind of words for it, any, any, you know, kind of, you know, wise language. I just think, I just kind of knew that's not how it works. You know, when you're kind of in this mad, frantic spin to acquire a boy, because back, back then we said boyfriend or girlfriend, that's not when it happens. I mean, you might get somebody, but it, it's not going to be like this, probably not going to be this, um, you know, I hesitate to say soulmate, but somebody super, you know, meant to be kind of deep, huge, meaningful kind of relationship. Probably not, because it's just not how it works. It's when we're not looking that that happens. Just like, just like people who already have jobs and they go out looking for a job. The researchers showed this like a gazillion times are far more likely, it's a high, high percentage, they're far more likely to get the job when they already have one, when they don't have one. So when we don't have one, we're desperate. And we put that energy out there, like, I gotta have this job, I gotta have this job, I gotta have this job. And that's resistance, which is in the universe, and then we are less apt to get the job. Whereas the person who already has a job, even if they don't like the job they're in, and they're looking for a job that they've been much happier in, more freedom, more money, all that, they are still more likely to get that job than somebody who doesn't have one because they're desperate. Same thing with a partner. If somebody's feeling desperate for that love, oh, oh no, my biological clock is ticking, blah, blah, blah. Tons of resistance is out there. Same thing with money. I decide, okay, I've been loafing around and floating, and now i got to get serious, and I really want to make money, lots of money now. Well, the thing is, the word want is equivalent to lack. So saying, I really want a partner. I've been I've been playing the field for all these years. I'm ready to settle down. I want a partner. Well, want means lack. So saying I want a partner means I lack a partner. And lack attracts more lack. So that isn't helpful. Same thing with money. I've been, you know, traveling and doing this and doing that. And now I want to get serious. I'm ready to, to settle down with it all and get a 401k and make some money and start thinking about my future and say I want to make lots of money. Well, that's put the goal out there. But focus on on not that focus on following your passion being authentic being doing what's natural to you because that the money is a side effect of following our passion saying i want to make more money is saying i lack money which means more lack is going to be sent to you it's just how it works again the same thing with the desperation for the partner so by so when we say let go we mean really really letting go you got to believe it like in your hard drive to not care what happens it's also true on a whole different level with drama. And I've had to do this a little bit lately myself. You have to act when we detach, step out of it, don't care about the outcome. Because I am so anti-drama, I'm so not into drama. 
I'm also aware that, as Carl Jung would say, that which we persist will resist. So I want to step out, kind of in a Zen way, not resist, not resisting, genuinely dismissing, detaching from the from the outcome, in a way that's authentic. So I'm not digging in with fingernails. Isn't my nature anyway? And I'm just not caring. Just genuine. Not that you don't care about people. You care about people. You're just stepping out of the current. And that is that is shifting out of that outcome-based mentality, doing something for its own sake, pleasure, leisure, passion, for your job, for your well-being, all that stuff. And as far as the partner thing, authentically, just being your best authentic self, engaging with people because you're loving being in that conversation, and let it all just come together. And then with the money, the money is a side effect. Side effect of following your passion and being your most authentic self. It's all side effects of being your most authentic self and doing what's natural to you. So,、um, stay process based. Stay with the happiness. Let go of the once I'm successful, I'll be happy idea because it's all crap. Okay, be your most authentic. Be your most authentic self. Do what's natural. The money, the partners, all of the rest will follow. I'm sure. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.